What's up, everybody, and welcome in to this special Ride Along podcast. I'm Jonathan Hood from Good Karma Wrestling. If you've listened to me for a while, you know what I'm doing. Listening to the radio, and I'm driving back from a wrestling event. And this time, it was Wednesday night dynamite from AEW at the now Arena Hoffman Estates. For these Ride Along podcasts, I have no notes. I'm just going off the top of my head um, based on what I saw and what I felt in the event. So let me just give you some quick thoughts here on this podcast of what I saw at the now Arena and Hoffman Estates. Okay, so coming off of the great event, All In, that took place uh, in Wembley Stadium in London, England, the most paid ever, over 81,000 people, legit, right? It was there for this big event. And I come to the now arena in Hoffman Estates because I was curious of how the fans would show up for Dynamite, the signature event for AEW, the signature show for AEW. I was wondering what that would look like. Also, I'd like to know how Chicago fans felt about no CM Punk. So I get there about 6 o'clock. And by the way, I met some of our listeners from Good Karma Wrestling just good to be around the wrestling fans being in the arena so shout out to them took some pictures had some conversations about aew and wrestling in general so it's good to meet some of the fans uh, of good karma wrestling all good um but um i get there and i was thinking okay there's gonna be two shows here it's gonna be dynamite and rampage and so there was one undercard match that uh showcased Stu grayson against uh, a Chicago wrestler. And um, that was it. There was only one undercard. And I was walking around the concourse, and I was like, boy, you can just get right up to the concession stand. Not a lot of people at the concessions went to the merch stand. Not a lot of people at the merch stand. Sat in my seat, watched the undercard match that uh, showcased Stu Grayson, and uh, all of a sudden, 7 o'clock happened, and Justin Roberts was like, here we go. In three, two, one. I looked around. I'm like, wow. The crowd was about half of the last time that AEW was at Now Arena in Hoffman Estates. Now, I'm not one of these people that's uh, checking the tickets and seeing who's there, who's not. I'm not that guy. I've never been that guy because as long as I enjoy the show, I, I couldn't care less who's around me. Uh, you know, I'm a Chicago White Sox fan. I'm used to having my own section, my own Miller Lite person, my own Lemon Chill person. So I couldn't care less about who's in a stadium, who's in an arena. But I can't, I'm just reporting what I'm telling you. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, I've been in this arena where it was damn near sold out. I've been in this arena where it was, I think last time I was there, they drew 7,000 people. Uh, this was pretty light. And pretty easy to navigate around. As a matter of fact, I was able to stretch my legs across the seats for the first time ever uh, in that arena. Because I'm thinking after Wembley Stadium, after all the momentum, there'd be people there, right? And there wasn't a lot of support. And it was a very interesting vibe uh, at the Now Arena because what I was expecting, and one of the reasons why I went, is I wanted to find out what people, how people would respond to the news about CM Punk uh, being suspended, according to three or four different sources, and Jack Perry being suspended. And can I just tell you, for the first two hours of the show, one thing you did not see is Tony Khan. Usually Tony Khan's there five minutes before the show, hyping it up. I don't care what city it is. 
oh, we're going to have a great show. I love Chicago. You know, my family's from Illinois, so I'm so happy to be in Chicago. Like, he did not come out. And I'm like, oh, because Tony Khan did not want to get booed or have a negative reaction toward him due to the news. He did not come out at 6.55, five minutes before Dynamite. However, he did come out shortly before the Rampage taping. And it was just an average applause. It wasn't the roar that he usually gets. But can I just tell you, for the two hours of Dynamite, there were no CM Punk chants. Zero. Now, I understand that Chicago fans are smart and they, like, they know schedules and they know kind of you know what's going on. But CM Punk is supposed to be the quote-unquote hero in this city. And you know he gets a lot of response. You can go all the way back to his time in WWE. If he wasn't there for years, he wasn't around. And anytime WWE came to the All-State Arena in Rosemont, CM Punk chants would come out. And Stephanie McMahon would you have to use a line to shush the crowd. Or Vince McMahon would use a line to shush the crowd. Or Triple H or someone else, right? Zippo from the crowd in Hoffman Estates. Nothing. They, they, there was no CM Punk chants. Now, I saw plenty of CM Punk t-shirts, and I saw a number of CM Punk signs and um, banners with his logo, and um, nothing. To the point where that audience at Hoffman Estates was like, well, we know he doesn't show up on, uh, on Dynamite, but you would think there would be some kind of support for Punk in Chicago or Chicago land, and it was none. Now, I think we all know that he's not a dynamite guy. He's a collision guy because he's presided over Saturday nights. It doesn't mean that he can't show up. But I do know why he was not there. He was not there because he was being honored, being honored by the uh, Cauliflower Alley Club, which is a great, great event. I want to go one day. I'm a longtime wrestling fan. I got to go to the uh, Cauliflower Alley Club because there's wrestlers that get honored. They get awards. And also the money raise helps some of the retired wrestlers with their medical bills. And so I think that's cool. But CM Punk was honored among so many others that used to wrestle. And so he wasn't going to be there anyway. But just the idea that there was no like, um, you know, chance for CM Punk because that's what I'm used to in any arena in Chicago. Whether he's there or not, I'm used to CM Punk chants. We got none. Zero. As if he wasn't even part of the company. So that surprised me. So, as I said already a couple of times this week, and boy, this has been a long week, but an interesting week for, for, for professional wrestling, especially from um, AEW standpoint. So, um, how's this going to work? If he's suspended, does this mean he's not going to be part of any of the shows in Chicago? That's a hard sell. Now, again, silence at the Now Arena. No CM Punk chance. How does that change when the venue goes to the United Center in Chicago on um, Saturday and on Sunday? How does that change? Will people start chanting for CM Punk? I don't know. I kind of think that they will. But I thought it also was very interesting that Tony Khan, for the first time, and I've been to, I guess, eight, nine AEW shows since they've been in existence, and Tony Khan didn't even come out. Usually does his hype, didn't do his hype. To, to, you know, say, hey, I'm so happy to be in Chicago. We didn't get that. So that's worth watching this weekend to see how the crowd reacts, 
Uh, I have seen WrestleTix, which is the X, the Twitter feed for uh, wrestling. That particular account looks at how many tickets are sold and all that, and it's light. There's no doubt. And I've always been one to say it's okay for a wrestling company to continue to go to a hot market, but um, to see what was, who was not there for the show in Hoffman Estates was very telling. Again, Wednesday night, school night for some, but no excuses though. I mean, you're coming off 81,000 people to in London to 3,000 plus uh, in Hoffman Estates, so it's interesting. As I just drive along here on my way back home from uh, the show tonight, a few things that stood out. First of all, you could just see after the show in Wembley that AEW is picking up the pieces as quickly as possible to be able to put together a card for Sunday for All Out. And it's very unusual because we we never see this in wrestling where you have two pay-per-views in a row. But Tony Khan has already made the comment that uh, they'll, they're going to be doing this this time next year. They're going to have their show in late August and then they're going to have All Out maybe in Chicago, maybe someplace else, but within a week. And so I just felt like this show was kind of just building bridges quickly to put a card together for uh, the all-out show at the United Center. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I I, I like a nice build so I can get interested in shows, but this is not what happened. As a matter of fact, on the Dynamite show, I was looking at the big screen, there was a lot of kind of building matches together based on promos that were cut at Wembley. Like, we're going to see the Young Bucks and FTR in an eight-man tag. Only because you saw the, um, you know, you, you saw guys coming in, the Guns and uh, Juice Robinson. And you saw those guys coming in, and there's going to be an eight-man tag team match. It's like... Okay, (laughs) that's not what I expected, but we're going to get that, right? And so, as I always say, once you put the matches in the ring, it's going to be fine. But I just thought, boy, that was really kind of rushed together to try to, you know, put a show together on Sunday. There'll be a good crowd. It'll be loud because it's Chicago. But it's not like it's like the greatest build in the world from... Wembley Stadium to United Center on uh, from Sunday to Sunday, but that's what they're doing. Chris Jericho, I think after the whole thing with Don Callis, the whole fallout with Don Callis, I thought that Jericho was turning babyface, and it was kind of murky because that whole thing with Sammy Guevara, Guevara comes out, and there was some barbs thrown, some real good lines thrown where Sammy Guevara is a little tired of having to be in the corner of Chris Jericho. Guevara says, I had to leave my pregnant wife in Orlando, had to go to London, wasn't even on the card. He was just in the corner for Chris Jericho. And Jericho's like criticizing Sammy Guevara for not doing enough to help uh, Jericho beat Will Ospreay. And I kind of thought that Jericho, after leaving Don Castle, would be more of a baby face, but that was kind of a heelish type of uh, deal. But they were able to kiss and make up, and apparently those, those two are going to go after the tag team championships at some point. So, I, I don't know. I mean, Guevara and Jericho as a tag team, that doesn't sound like it has a, much of a shelf life. That damn Orange Cassidy in the main event, 
What a that was really a solid matchup. Very very good. The main event for Dynamite. Penta against Orange Cassidy. Penta has so much charisma, man. You know, usually when you have a tag team, uh, and you think, okay, one of the guys in the tag team won't have as much because that person will be winded, not as much charisma, not as much action. Penta's so good. He should. I mean, he was so good. He should have won that match. But that really is the formula for Orange Cassidy. It really is the formula. The formula is, is that Orange Cassidy can wrestle 15 minutes, get his ass kicked for 13 of them, have some kind of roll-up or kind of mousetrap to win the match. And it's like, wah! I saw him, and there's this people in my section just shaking their head like, how did he win that? How did he escape that after Penta had a great match? Showed a lot of charisma, doing a little, does a little prance, does a little, um, little dance in there. He's got the hype man in his corner. He had a lot of high spots, did a lot of great things. It wasn't like he was stranding either. I mean, he was very entertaining and very good. But somehow, some way, the guy with all the tape all over his body wins the match and retains the championship. I have to tell you, that group, um, anytime Penta's out there with his brother, it gets so much attention. Get the Mexican flags out there, the fans are there, and they get so much applause and adulation from the fans. It's pretty cool. But Orange Cassie escapes again. Marina Shafir was in a six-man tag, uh, six-woman tag team match, and I can't remember everybody was in. I know that Nala Rose was in the corner, and I know on the other side was Dr. Britt Baker and, and her tag team partners. Like I said, I'm I'm just driving. I don't have this the um, information in front of me. Once I go online, I'll be able to go through them. But I'm just off the top of my head. I'm just telling you, Speech I I, I saw. I saw Marina Shafir. Oh, Siri's telling me that there is a uh, speed check ahead. Well, I hope they don't pull me over because I'm, I'm, I'll be failing it. Because <laughs> I'm going to 75. Uh, so um, I saw Marina Shafir in the six-woman tag team match. Boy, she's terrible. She is terrible. The wife of Roderick Strong, she did a backflip or a cartwheel, I should say, in the ring at some point for no reason just did a cartwheel just because you could do one in a, in a match where she gets tagged in and she does nothing she's horrible and this is the same woman in which John Monty said I really like what she's doing in the ring because she's barefoot and she's doing some great things I heard John Moxley in a, in a podcast with his wife um, Renee Paquette and I'm like what is he talking about she's terrible she gets no reaction and uh, she's pretty bad. <laughs> I just, off the top of my head, I'm just thinking about that. That was, that's just not good. Um, but all in all, I thought it was a solid show. I thought it was very good. But Eddie Kingston gets so much credit. You know, Eddie Kingston just run, pretty much is running down the ramp, hands the, his championship from New Japan that he won to the ref, and he just goes at it with, uh, with Wheeler Yuta. Really, really good match. And, uh, you know, first of all, Kingston knows how to sell. And he just gets so much respect from the fans. And I respect him as well. Even though I don't know if he really feels it. A lot of times he just he's in there. And I don't know if he really understands that the fans really appreciate him. So he's, uh, he's a terrific wrestler. Great competitor. Great promo. Complete package. Let's see. What a, oh, so John Moxley, John Moxley took on Commander. <laughs> John Moxley, man, 
He didn't have to wrestle that well against Commander. He could have squashed him in five minutes. But I just like that Moxley likes different opponents. He did a really good job against Commander and got him, beat him in about, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes. Really good matchup for John Moxley. He just runs through guys, but he takes the physicality. But all in all, I thought it was just a good dynamite as they set up for what they're going to do for Sunday. Some of the matches I see they have, it's going to be good. I, you know, they were previewing. I can see it on the screen, the previews for what they want to do on Sunday. It's going to be solid. But I just think that this, the CM Punk story hovers over the city on whether or not he's going to be around or not. It looks like he's not going to be. And I want you to think about this. From everything that I'm reading, CM Punk versus Ricky Starks is going to be the main event on Sunday. And now we're not going to get that. This whole thing with Ricky Starks. So what happens to him and his story? Big question marks. Big question marks. Don't forget Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific. We've got Good Karma Wrestling for you. And hit that YouTube button as well, youtube.com. Uh, hit that subscribe button. We're trying to grow that uh, YouTube as much as possible. And, of course, on X or Twitter, GKW underscore wrestling. That's where you go to check us out with the latest retweets and information about your favorite wrestling program. All right, I'm Jay Hood. Make sure you catch Gabe and Brian and I. We're going to be at StarCast as well. That's going to be fun. Uh, at the Hyatt in Schaumburg. And so StarCast is something that was started by Conrad Thompson, the pot father. And uh, we're happy to be able to broadcast. We're going to be doing some shows from there as well. So make sure that you stay close to us, especially on X. And on Instagram at Good Karma Wrestling to find out the latest of what we're doing. But the guys are coming in. We're supposed to be doing some shows Saturday and Sunday, uh, and a preview, and a I think a preview and a review of Payback from um, Pittsburgh for the WWE. So that's all going to be a lot of fun. Thanks so much as always for your support. And uh, well, I'm almost home now. Long drive. All right. Thanks so much for checking us out on Good Karma Wrestling.